0: Welcome back to Life in Progress. This week, I sit down with Ashley and Mark Campbell. Mark is the assistant women's basketball coach at the University of Oregon. And Ashley won the Oregon High School Women's Basketball State Championship multiple times, had her jersey number retired, and is also my cousin. This week, we're talking about the crazy journey that life sometimes turns out to be. All the unexpected twists and turns and how they can actually be really good things. Hope you enjoy.
1: All right, so welcome. Why don't we start by just, can you guys introduce who you are and uh, how we know each other?
2: All right. Well, I'm Ashley Campbell. Yeah, so Lince is my cousin and um, that's how we know each other and what our relationship is.
3: And uh, I am Mark Campbell, the better half True. of the mm-hmm. Campbells. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, yes. And we have been married uh, for 17 years, 17 blissful years. It's mm-hmm. um,
1: crazy. <laughs>
3: and I got married very young at uh, ages 23 and 21.
1: I I remember your guys' wedding. Yeah. I remember. I can't believe that was 17 years ago. Yes. Yes. And now you have uh, two little girls
2: and a little puppy. Yep. And we've got a full And house. a cat. We have two cats. Two cats. A puppy, two daughters, and and a a
3: fish. Fish.
2: Yeah. And our youngest daughter the other day, um, her fish passed away. So we thought, oh, you know, and she's kind of pretty black and white. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I think Violet went to heaven. Um, And she said, no, you flushed her down the toilet. (laughs) She she (laughs) said that. (laughs) I said, actually, you're right. (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, so I just want to start out this conversation with just this idea of, um, so as I told you before, Sojourn's mission statement is helping students discover God's dream for their lives. And as we all know, that's something that we constantly do even post college, like it's not just students, but as adults, we are Continually discovering what God has in store for us. So yeah, I guess the first question I have for you guys is when you hear that statement, discovering God's dream for your life, what does that mean to you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say when you think about um, that as a broad statement, obviously there are many dimensions and dynamics mm-hmm. within that. And ultimately my first thought goes to well, his dream for us, his dream for me, is that I fully love him with every ounce of who I am. That That's ultimately his dream. It's not a landing point or a career or a role or a situation. It's, those are all part of his bigger dream, which is that I'm following him every day with everything in my being. Um, so when I think of that, I think, okay, he's got this dream for me. And it's that he and I have this incredible relationship. Throughout my life and through that relationship, he's going to bless my family, me with those certain desires he's placed in me Mm -hmm. and the passions, and he's going to allow those things to happen in his timing. But ultimately that dream that he has for me is that I am on this, in this ongoing relationship with him. And those things are going to be the bonuses, the blessings of that dream. And I can see that in so many different areas in my life as I've grown up in my faith uh, you know, and I think that's neat to know that he dreams that for us, that that's his desire, yeah. you know, and that he has really neat things in store through that dream.
3: Yeah. Um, for me, I, I think that means, um, God's dream, uh, for my life is everybody has their interests and their passions and, um, those are in place from your upbringing, along with the way you're wired. And God uh, has blessed each of us with different strengths and weaknesses, and he wants us to utilize those. And so for me, uh, my passion and interest has been uh, basketball, growing up playing it, and then now being a coach um, for my career. And so um, those are my interests, those are my passions. And how do I utilize those tools or those gifts to glorify god and so i'm in a position to have a great impact um in women's college basketball and i get the opportunity to coach 12 to 15 young women each season and to be a bright light to to those people and to be a a, uh plant seeds with those people and and then you also have a staff of about six to eight um full-time employees and um I, I get the opportunity to love on them and, and be a bright light to those people and so um, my dream is and my passion is basketball and through that I'm able to to be a good example
1: so both of you basketball has been a big part of both of your stories
0: mm-hmm.
1: how and but also as somebody who has gotten to kind of sit back and watch both of you live out those stories from my view, neither of you have just let it be a game and mark you were talking about this a little bit but that you always use it for something
3: more than that
1: yeah yeah just how have you yeah used the game of basketball to be more than just
3: a game yeah it's it's um impacted um my career and and the different job opportunities we've chosen to take or not take um it's been a desire of both of ours to raise our two girls in the Northwest close to family, um, why they have been little. And so West coast,
1: best coast, that's yeah, right, West
3: yeah, coast, that's best right. coast.
1: That's
3: and, um, so if that's your desire, that's been placed in your heart and something that you want to do, um, it impacts your career and life journey. And so, um, We've chosen to turn down different career opportunities um, that would be more prestigious or would be in locations that could potentially uh, speed up your career path um, in order to raise our girls here. And, and that choice has been blessed and we've been rewarded in, in just so many ways that we couldn't have imagined. Um, and so as you go about this, you're, you're trying to juggle the Lord's will while also, you um, honoring your family and still, uh, working really, really hard at your career to be the best that you can in your profession. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's been balancing all of those things.
2: Yeah. And I think you, when you ask that question about basketball, not just being a game and how do you impact and the influence and, um, obviously the Lord places certain desires in your heart when you're little, Mm -hmm. you know, from the get go. And then also just environmentally. Yeah. Um, and we, as individuals, we're both very much drawn to competitive sports. What it just happened—we both landed on basketball, and that's the ministry that the Lord's allowed us to use. Basketball is the platform that we get to then use as a ministry. And I, I think that I heard something a long time ago, actually, uh, that said, "Basketball is not who I am; it's what I get to do." Mm-hmm. And I think there's a huge difference. It's that it doesn't define us. It's not our identity. It's uh, something we love and we enjoy. Um, It's provided an incredible career and experiences and all those things. But at the end of the day, we understand that it's an opportunity to love on people and, you know, the girls and the coaches and the community and all those things. And ultimately, we're the ones that get blessed by that because the Lord just does awesome stuff. Well,
1: yeah. And um, basketball has taken both of you as individuals, but also as a couple to a lot of different places, Um, you know, most of the West Coast. Other states as well. Like, what have been the blessings of that, but also what have been the hard parts of that journey?
3: I can speak on my travel and through basketball. Um, I have had a chance to see the world. I've been able to go to Australia. I've uh, recruit players there and make a trip to Australia um, annually for the last 19 years. And I've had the opportunity to go to Europe um, and see a lot of different uh, spots in Europe and a lot of different cities.
1: Sounds like a really rough life. Yep,
3: yeah. Yeah, so it's been just <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, I'm going to go to Thailand for the World Championships um, and go recruit and watch basketball over there, um, which will be the first time getting to see... Uh, that part of the world and um so that's the good and fun part and i truly enjoy it i love every city i get to go to that i haven't been to and eating local food and meeting with the locals and mingling so that part of my job i love but the flip side is every time i do one of those i'm also away from ashley and my two daughters Mm um and i'm on the road i don't know 75 to 100 days a year Mm-hmm. Um, and so, while I'm getting to, to experience the world and see a lot of things, I'm, I'm also away from my family, and so that's a tricky balance, and, and it's something that we work hard to juggle. Um, and it also makes you really value uh, the time when you're you, when you're home, and the time that you get with your my two daughters and Ashley, and, and to make the most of it. So that is a constant uh, uh, battle and um, juggling situation that our family uh, works through.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even more so if you look at the bigger picture of our journey, I don't know that either of us, and it it seems like on paper, it makes sense that, oh, naturally you guys are in the coaching world, you know, and it naturally you're basketball, a basketball family. Yeah. But if you would have asked us 13 years ago, did you start?
3: Uh, This will be my 13th year.
2: Yeah. I don't think either of us would have said, oh yeah, we'll be in college basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, that wasn't really the plan at that point. At, At that point we were like, okay, Lord. You know, Mark's going to get his master's in teaching and it's probably going to end up teaching and maybe coaching, mm-hmm. you know, at the local community college or helping out. We had no clue that the Lord was going to fast forward us, you know, 13 years and we were going to be in Eugene at the University of Oregon coaching women's basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, no clue. So you look at all the things the Lord has done along the way, changed our path and opened up different opportunities. And, you know, we're the first to say we would have never guessed that, yeah, you know, if we were writing it down on paper, that would not have been the plan. Yeah. You know
1: what? Well, yeah. I feel like, and Ashley, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but, um, just some of the unexpected things that God puts in your path or asks you to do. And both of us were saying that it's hard for us to say where I am right now, what I'm doing right now is what I will do for the rest of my life, because neither of us expected to be where we currently are. So it's a lot harder to, uh, stand in that, um, certainty, I guess. Uh, so what have been some of the most unexpected, whether good or bad, but unexpected parts, um, that are places that God has called you to or whatnot. Yeah.
3: I'd say, um, almost every stop has been unexpected. Absolutely. Uh, Mm -hmm. In regards to, we, uh, have truly enjoyed each stop um, that we've been at. And um, together, we, at each stop, I would say we haven't e- applied for any of the positions or job opportunities. They've come organically and the Lord's opened the doors. And so, um, something that we just do a really good job of, and I think um, human nature, it's kind of hard, is to not be looking towards the next step, but truly investing and enjoying where you're at. And where you're at might be something that's six months, it might be six years, you don't know. And so, just invest everything you have where you're at. And so, for us, it was um, originally Clackamas Community College. Yeah, was, I uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yep. Yeah. Um, at, at that time, was our my dream job, our family's dream job, and um, just finished up getting my master's degree, and know had the hopes of getting to coach and teach there in a full time position. Never opened up, and through um, some unique circumstances, got an opportunity to go coach at Pepperdine. That was like beyond our wildest dreams, and got a, Pepperdine's a Christian school. Uh, at the Division One level which is very rare and
1: that's where Ashley got her reality TV break right? yes
2: yeah don't you remember that yes
1: absolutely.
3: million dollar listing
2: <laughs> that's right <laughs> see you don't know all the blessings that are going to come yeah. from so these types of moves
1: the Pepperdine job really came about so Ashley could yes. make yes. her breakthrough yes yep. that's
2: right that's right Mark was just a side note at that
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was like
0: he
2: oh, just moves on he, 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 yeah. he just ignores he just, us you
0: know, <laughs> He's he used to long this He knows this next side.
3: <laughs> Unfortunately, our Hollywood lifestyle lasted it about one year.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, but we, you went down there, so she got to do a new million dollar listing. <laughs> yes. I got to coach college basketball at Pepperdine, and we were like, wow, this yeah. is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then that came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. Um, the head coach resigned. Yeah. Um, which means you're out of a job. And no longer will we be living in Malibu. Yeah. And we were getting ready to head back to uh, uh, Oregon and got an unexpected call from St. Mary's College. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: literally like in transit, we get a phone call. And,
3: and uh, okay. so St. Mary's College was... So
0: slight actual <laughs> yeah. detour. A
3: little On the, little the highway,
2: yeah. off I-5. <laughs> we, funny story, we had our U-Haul to be dropped off in Portland. And we actually ended up literally detouring and dropping it off in Oakland. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a literal detour on the map.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that stop, I would say, um, was the most impactful stop in my 12-year coaching career to to be there and to learn from the head coach that was there and and be a part of their program. And um, uh, still to this day, I say that's where I got my PhD in coaching Um, and has really laid the foundation and set me up for my whole career, which I couldn't have planned any better in my wildest dreams to to learn from Randy Bennett.
2: Yeah. Um, And I think as he's saying this too, it's, I think we both are somewhat planners, you know. I mean, I mean, we we are, yeah. but we're really flexible too. Yeah, um, we're not so much so that everything has to be this way, and we're not so loosey goosey. We're kind of right in the middle. Yeah. But I think that stems back to it, it goes back to that verse in the Bible where he, you know, it's who who am I going to send? Yeah. Who shall I send? You know, and and it's that statement of send me.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think if you have that in the back of your mind like Mark said, you can be rooted in a place and invest and you might only be there for six months or six years or two years. But if you know, in the back of your mind that the Lord might say, okay guys, it's now time. Yeah. And you've left that door open. Always. You're going to be where he wants you to be.
0: Right. Well, you it's, know?
2: it's, uh, being faithful to where you're
1: at mm-hmm. where God has you now, but never closing yourself off. Yes. for Or where God has you. Next. Yes. yes. And, and that's a hard balance to find. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I've struggled with that a lot of if I invest fully here, that means I'm cutting off opportunities or, yeah. or new things because I want to see the plans that I'm making now, I want to see them through. Right. Or I don't want to start new plans because I think something yeah. might be coming down the road. Yeah. And so to find the balance between the two is, is quite difficult. Right.
3: Right.
2: Absolutely. And really, if you think about, I mean, God's the master planner. Yeah. You know, he is. And when you're too much involved in that, or try to have too much control, he's yeah. just going to continually remind you that I'm the one in yeah. control. Which is a really fun lesson to learn. It's always yeah. fun. It's always fun. Never without hardship. Ever. <laughs> ever. But then on the same token, if you're, like we talked about a little bit earlier, if you are so far on the other side of I'm just going to sit back and let him yeah. open doors, that's not okay either. Right. You know, we need to be, what's the quote? I was trying to tell Liz. Yeah, actually are, couldn't remember. The great quote, quote. about... Um that you always say. Something about but, work. Yes. But not, not something about work and you know.
3: Yeah. Work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on him.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that combination. Like we were saying that you know, for Mark and his job, or even me at home with the yeah. girls, you're gonna give hundred and ten percent to what you're doing. And if it came down to that, you know, then then great. But it doesn't because the Lord is gonna then come in and do what he needs to do.
1: Well, I think you said something interesting earlier about um not letting basketball be your identity, that mm-hmm. it's it's not who you are, but it's wh- what you do. Right. I think there's a really uh, interesting idea in culture. I don't even know if interesting is, makes it sound better than what it is, but uh, that what you do is who you are. Yeah. And, and not in the sense of like my actions define me, um, but like my job defines mm-hmm. me. And uh, I think when we start to believe that the work that we put in, the job that we have defines who we are is our identity, then when your coach resigns unexpectedly or, you know, you're laid off or just your job is not a good job. Right. It really hits you hard. Mm-hmm. And, and then you you start to feel lost and aimless. But if you can remember that our identity is in Christ mm-hmm. and who God has called us to be and, you know, things like I am Strong, I am loving, I am Mm -hmm. forgiving. You know that's who I am. Then when these unexpected things come up, it doesn't mean they're not hard, but you can you can roll with the punches. Yes, essentially. Yep. Uh, And I I think that's a place that we get lost a lot. Of we start to believe that that our accolades, our Mm commendations, our our salaries define us. And whether it's coaching or a stay at home mom, like the you know the labels that other people put upon us start to really mess with the, mm-hmm. the way you see yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that you guys have, whether you've always felt this way or you, if it's just now, that you recognize the difference between the two and that you are raising your daughters mm-hmm. to see that difference as mm-hmm. well. Yeah.
3: Or at least attempting yeah. <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what they're actually grabbing on, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah those two are the, like the worst. So <laughs> you, need, you need to step it up. Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding,
2: they're the best. <laughs> Not everyone can see my face. So. <laughs> yeah, it is true, though, when you're, you know, when you see your own children and mm-hmm. the things that they're hearing and seeing and what you're telling them and who their true identity is in, you yep. know, and the way the Lord made them. And I know that we've tried, like Mark said, you know, you never you never know quite what's sticking, but really tried to encourage them and show them that you were hand created yeah. and all your strengths and weaknesses because you need them both is what identifies you in Christ, you know, and you're going to do some pretty fun and cool things throughout your life, but Mm -hmm. he's got really neat plans for you because he created you.
1: Yeah. You know, well, and, and beyond that too, Mark, the young women that you work with and um, Ashley you too, because I mean, in all the Facebook posts that I see, like you're just as present Mm -hmm. as Mark is in those young women's lives and working with young people. Like I know the importance of that and seeing the way that you guys love on those young women and the way that your daughters love on those young women and vice versa, like, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And I think the impact there, as we've said the whole time, goes beyond what's on the court, what happens in the game, Um, but is a lasting impact. And I think going back to what we were talking about before at St. Mary's, I saw that happening a lot there too. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys had a really great group of young people Mm -hmm. that you were working with and you're still in in a relationship with some of those people today, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep.
3: With coaching is a unique profession because your family kind of becomes interwoven uh, mm-hmm. with your job um, and not, not a lot of jobs are like that. And so it's, it's really neat just uh, to raise our girls um, around these young women and these young women get a, the opportunity to be around our family and spend time with us and do you, you're kind of all doing life together mm-hmm. um, and it's unique and your job security is tied to them and their ability to perform and what they do and so that dynamic is going on while you're also trying to just love on them and, and go through this journey with them mm-hmm. and um, so it's all very, very interwoven and I think Ashley does an amazing job uh, to weave herself and the girls in so that that part's been really fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and I think for Mark and I too, like I said, basketball is the platform,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. But it's really what you get to do as a, a ministry to love on these girls, and yeah. you know, even just Mark and I. I mean, small things, but that end up being big things. Just how we are as a married couple, you know, what's that example around them and how yeah. we treat each other. And, you know, just showing them what a healthy relationship looks like and, you know, how we love on our girls and how Mark is with the girls that our girls, our daughters at practice and all those things, you know, eyes are watching, you know, and, and that, that makes an impact that you don't even truly understand, yeah. you know? Um, until maybe you get a, uh, some sort of a message or a comment or something down the road and you're like, gosh, you forget about that. Just being in their lives yeah. is making an impact, you know, on both them and us, Yeah, you know, um, and the Lord's in that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of people, especially as they're like planning out their lives, you know, the main question or job interviews or whatever is like, where do you see yourself in five years? So flipping that question around, let's say five years ago, what is something that like didn't come true that you're hoping would come true and you're glad like that
3: life is different.
1: Does that question make sense? Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think uh my for me personally, uh having an opportunity to be a head coach uh at some point is something that you would like to come true but you don't know if it will when it will and it's something you have uh, no control over and so as you're going through this um getting to have the life experience that we have had these last five years even though at some point you'd like to be a head coach um it's been priceless um our time in Eugene has been amazing the school that uh both of our daughters go to has just been an absolute blessing. And uh, the friends in this community uh, that me and Ashley have gotten to know and gotten to do life with have been amazing. And so it's one of those things you selfishly would like this whatever that is to a person, right? And you don't get it. And while you're going through that journey, you're blessed with other stuff that you wouldn't have foreseen. And so uh, that's how I would explain over the last five years ish, what hasn't come true and what's been the blessing of it. That's how I would describe it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times too, Mark and I have a conversation of, for me, I'm a pretty visual person. And so this, you know, Mark, the Lord's placed that desire in Mark's heart, you know, and, and, as a family and um, kind of placing us in the wilderness, if you will, Mm, you know, and that in the wilderness, there are times when you can get really impatient, discouraged, frustrated. Yeah. Um, You know, selfishness can creep in, whatever it is. And you forget that you're in the wilderness for a purpose. Yeah. Um, And that you're being shaped and molded and, and, and you'll receive blessings and all these things during that time um, you don't know how long is that wilderness period going to last? Yeah. How long is this season going to be? Um, but I think that, you know, that's maybe kind of where we can be with his desire and not knowing, okay, Lord, will this come to an end? Or is this where you have us? Yeah. You know, um, but not missing the blessings while being there and knowing that there there are a lot of things like Mark said that have come that we wouldn't have expected, yeah. um, you yeah. know, to kind of go through.
1: Yeah. I, I think what... I was thinking of why you're saying that is um, just this idea of choosing or chasing uh, joy and contentment over happiness, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's those moments in the wilderness, if you can find contentment, even in the, amongst the hardest of times, yeah. right. Cause life is not always happy. Right. Um, we've all had our tragedies in our life. And I think saying that, you know, to be happy in those moments, downplays what's actually happening yeah. in your life. Um, but if you can be content and find moments of uh, things that are still worth being grateful and thankful for mm-hmm. throughout those tragedies, that, that that's where you kind of find your way out. And, yeah. you know, even if you're in the wilderness for 40 years, right, <laughs> you right. know, then, yeah. uh, but you can still find those daily things to be grateful for and mm-hmm. thankful for changes that experience into one of growth as opposed to, one of just a really sucky time. Yes, definitely. So Mark, you do a lot of the recruiting for your work. And I remember when I was just getting ready to start with Sojourn, I stayed with you guys for a few days or whatever, um, when the girls were real little, teeny (laughs) teeny tiny. And uh, you were in the middle of recruiting and you had created this like, almost like puzzle for someone that you're gonna mail to somebody, and they had to put together. And um, I just remember thinking about like that moment, and it was that moment I think that realized, I realized why you are so good at what you do, and it's not because you can say the right words or be persuasive or whatever, but you have a way of seeing people and like loving people really, really well, and communicating that really well. And there's no question tied to this; That's just an observation. But I just think that's really cool and. Yeah, I, I have no doubts about why you excel in what you do because of that reason. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about, you know, being a head coach or not being a head coach, I don't know anything about the coaching world. But uh, the position you're in now lets you use those gifts and talents mm-hmm. in a really great way that I think a lot of young people don't get to hear that affirmation and, and receive that love yep. um, in other places. But yeah, again, no question tied, but that was
2: a...
3: Yep. <laughs> One thing I've learned through the recruiting process is most the outside world or outside people, I think, often think it's it's a sales pitch mm. or um,
2: flashy lights, you know, <laughs> The whole, you know,
3: and, uh, and I do think a lot of people go about it that way. And um, just because of our faith and background, um, you try to go about it in a way. That would glorify him, which is just complete truthfulness, um, real relationships and real communication and honesty and about the pluses and minuses. And, and you try to be extremely transparent. And, you, and I think by going about that, what going about it that way, I think it's rare um, in our industry. It's probably where in a lot of sales type industries. And so by doing it though, you end up sticking out in a really good way and you're able to build trust and, and help people through that. And so thank you for those comments and that observation, but it's one thing that I enjoy is the recruiting part. And you hear no's, right, Yeah. in in our industry. And even those ones that say no, um, because the the journey and the process was done the right way, you still stay in touch with those people. They're still friends and you still get to just be involved in their life. And so it's, it's bigger than just getting them to come to wherever you're working, but it's truly trying to build a relationship with that family.
2: Yeah. Which I'm assuming is probably similar, even to your role. Yeah, you know, you're you can present who your you know, what your ministry is, just like they would present who they, what school they are. Yeah, and that's all on the surface, but it's inviting them to get to know you and to be in, yeah. you know, life with you and yeah. a relationship with you and seeing who Christ is. Through that, yeah, you know, that's where the impact always is. I mean, doesn't mean that you don't get a couple of people that all of a sudden see something and make a decision. It's always over time, yeah, like, building a, a true, authentic relationship with these people and doing life with them, you know. And and I know you do an incredible job of doing that with the college students that you get to create relationships with, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting in this conversation, I've seen a lot of similarities in just mm-hmm. what we do, um, which is on paper, it shouldn't be the case really mm-hmm. that, you know, but, um, I think at the heart of what we do is loving people yeah. well yeah. and, uh, trying at least to love people well. Um, and I think when, when you are honestly trying to love somebody and you honestly care about them, they respond to that. Yeah. Um, and when it's authentic when it's authentic yeah yeah when it's not hey come join my team or come join sojourn because we need more numbers or you know we need a point guard or whatever but it's like because i see the value that you would bring to this community not just for the way you perform but for who you are Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. um that that alone has value yeah and i think ultimately that's what we are all seeking is Mm -hmm. um those spaces uh where our value comes through and um, where it's authentic. What has been either one of the most confusing or one of the best like spirit moving moments in your life? whether that could be in your professional career, your personal life, but where you look back and you're like, that either was really, really good, or I still don't know what that thing was about. Mm.
3: I'll go first is uh, in in our career, we've made some choices that I would say the worldly decision. Um, would not support our move and, or it didn't make sense. So the two different examples I'll give is um, going from St. Mary's men's college basketball, um, who at that time was, we played in the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament and mm-hmm. switching over to women's college basketball, which I had never coached women's basketball in any capacity to what was considered the worst uh, women's basketball team in college basketball in the country. And so um From a worldly perspective, it it makes no sense to go from an elite men's college program to a terrible women's college program. It just doesn't make sense. Yet, um, we had a complete peace about the decision and the timing of it. And it just felt right while the outside world was saying, what are you doing with your career? Um, And that was, we didn't know how it was going to unfold. You just knew it was right. Yeah. And then the way it unfolded was incredible. And then um, five years later, there was another career change. It went from Oregon State to Oregon, um, which is a very big rivalry within our state.
1: Yeah, for the non-Oregonians out there, it's uh, well, for our East Coast listeners, it's almost like a Boston Red Sox, uh, Yankees situation there. Yes.
3: And at that time, you had built Oregon State from scratch to one of the best programs in the country. And the fact that you would leave it for... Uh, Oregon, which was terrible. Again, it didn't make sense on paper for many different reasons, yet it was a move that we just had a total peace about in the outside world uh, that didn't make sense to. And how it's unfolded has has been beyond what we would have ever imagined. And so those were hard decisions, emotional decisions, and decisions that really outside of our family didn't make sense to anybody. I would say those are the two biggest ones within the last, you know, five, 10 years that we've gone through. Yeah.
2: And I think going back to that, I know that you'd mentioned, you know, you, you get to have relationships with a lot of college students that are kind of faced with that. What's that next step? Yeah. You know, if this, if you have a dream Lord, what is that for me? You know, and where am I supposed to go and what decision am I supposed supposed to make? And when Mark's talking about that, it, it almost gets me kind of excited because I remember the feeling of those times when you're faced with a situation that you've completely laid at the Lord's Mm -hmm. feet and are asking for just a peace that transcends all understanding, you know, that doesn't make sense to anybody else, but that, you know, is exactly where the Lord has you. And when you lay it in front of him and you pray about it and fast, or you seek counsel or however you go about that peace, and then you receive that it's incredible how you move forward, knowing that's where the Lord has you. And that despite whether it's going to be a successful decision or not, you anchor back in that piece mm-hmm. always. And we had no clue what was going to happen in either of those decisions. We didn't. We couldn't have ever foreseen the incredible experiences that we would have had mm-hmm. after those decisions. But the piece that we both felt that was so overwhelming, you anchor in, mm-hmm. you go back to. Because it was not an easy move yeah. from Oregon State to Oregon. Yeah. That was very emotional. And there was a lot of emotion tied to that. But anchoring back in that piece... Mm-hmm. And of that decision is what allowed us to continue on and go. This is what makes sense for our family. Yeah. This is what makes sense for us. We know this is where God has us. And I think if you make a decision without truly pursuing that peace, mm-hmm. um, I think that's when you then go, Oh man, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Gosh, oh, why did I do that? Why didn't I do this? Lord, is this really right? You start to question everything, yeah. you get discouraged because you've never truly started off laying it at his feet going, Lord. Give me the peace that transcends all understanding because when I face those trials or those hardships, I still know this is exactly where you have us. Yeah,
1: I I went through a similar thing when I was leaving the uh, zoo industry to come for Sojourn and on paper, it makes zero sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, something you work your whole life to yeah. and I'm leaving a benefited salaried position to go fundraise and yep. all these things and, and it makes no sense. But in my heart, I knew like I had gone through that process yeah. of trusting God, praying, you know, talking to mentors and felt that peace. Mm -hmm. But I always go back and say, like, if I wouldn't have had, you know, my three or four years working in the Marine bio field, and if I had just gone right into ministry, I think I would have always questioned Mm -hmm. like, well, what if, what if I Mm -hmm. had done that? But God does know what we need. And God knew I needed those however many years doing what I had worked my whole life to do to be confident in the next step. And, um, I think that's some of, for me, some of the benefit of like spiritual hindsight is like looking back and saying like, oh, okay, it didn't make sense at the time, but now I can see that those years prepared me for yeah. for these years or or whatnot. Uh, final question. Well, second to last question. <laughs> We've talked about like making these decisions and, and uh, when God has called you to something that may not make sense to the people around you. So how do you go through that? So We've kind of thrown a few things out there, but for you personally, or, um, whether it's an individual decision or a couple decision, um, which I'm sure everything at this point now is a yeah. couple decision, but, um, yeah. What are some of those things that you harp back to? And, and you talk about peace and, and mm-hmm. comfort, like how do you get to those places? How do you seek that?
3: Well, I, I think I'm going to take it all the way back to one of the first things we were talking about the desires of your heart. And I'm trying to align those with God's will. And so um, for me, it's honoring my family. And so I know Ashley's, uh, a big desire of her heart is is being close to her family and raising uh, our daughters uh, close to her family. And that's a desire that she has. And, and I work hard to try to honor that desire. And, and while my desire is being a provider um, for our family through basketball. And so how do you merge all those things together and and so you, you pray uh, for those things, which we do continually, and and um, I think the the peace that we've had in the the job opportunities have come from um, these opportunities have, that have arisen, um, literally that you haven't applied for that completely check all the boxes that our family seeks, and so it's it's almost like the. the the perfect job at the perfect time that you couldn't have imagined arose that align with the desires of our heart. And so there's no way to totally measure it or, or there's no sign that pops up, you know, that said this is what you're supposed to do. But um, as you're working through those things and, and they just all come together um, and you just know it's right within our family and again on the outside world it might not make sense but internally you're like wow this is our next step
2: yeah and i think kind of hitting on what he's saying is we're in a continual prayer talk Mm. always i mean always because we know that the lord might provide opportunities out of the blue you know, we don't want to be unprepared. We want to be prepared to be where he wants us. So we're constantly, whether they be together, you know, at night before bed, um, if we're texting, we're, we're constantly in communication about different opportunities, but more importantly, we're constantly talking to the Lord about it mm-hmm. so that if it never happens, great. But if it happens, we're prepared, you know, and he is in a career where, if something happens, it's super fast. Yeah. So we want to make sure that that's a continual prayer talk that we're having, you know, that we're not caught off guard or, oh my gosh, I was so rooted here. And all of a sudden, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like, okay, this, we're going to pray through this and talk through this and, you know, yeah. be in that constant communication with the Lord, you know, Yeah. because of the desires of our heart. Yeah. Um, because I know there are some people who like ambiguous, a little bit ambiguous. And then there's some people who like very detailed, what do you do? Like how, how do I go from not knowing to having a peace? Yeah. I, for me, my process, and this is me personally, everyone might have a different, you know, way of getting there. But for me personally, whenever there's been a decision in my life, whether that's individually before, you know, we were married or now married and we make a joint decision, I always, my steps are kind of seek counsel, whether that be talking to my husband, talking to my parents, talking to some of my best friends, mm-hmm. you know, kind of speak speaking to those around you that are wise in their faith and you know d- talking, that, to Lindsay, talking to your cousin Lindsay yeah. Lindsay absolutely that's kind of my first step you know, right just right. to kind of get the thoughts and the stuff. yeah it was just it was implied. Yes yeah. it was implied. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's kind of more of the surface you know like I need to kind of reach out. And then the next step is Mark and i d- dive into it together. Mm-hmm. You know, praying over it, praying for it. Um, whatever it may be. And we spend, whether we fast together, whether we spend a week, whatever. And then I take it to kind of the next level of now it's me and the Lord. It, if I need to fast about this for the day to clearly hear what his decision is. So I go from like a a larger umbrella of those around me to then my husband. And then just to me and the Lord. And, and it's like, okay, Lord, I need a sign. I need peace. I need clarity. I don't want to be outside your will. And I want to know that this is exactly where you have us. And that requires, you know, time in the word and really spending time on my knees praying. And I feel like many times, whether it's that still small voice Mm -hmm. or it's a bam, that's it. Yeah. He will. He speaks to you. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay, I can now move forward. Yeah. But that's usually my process. If it's a decision that I really am like, I am not sure what the next step is. For us,
1: yeah. So you just know. that that multi layer yes. of voices and and trusted voice, not just voices, but yeah. trusted voices, and yeah.
2: Um, and then really bringing it down ultimately to who and what matters most, which yeah. is Christ. Yeah. Well, and I
1: I think I love that idea. Just the the multiple trusted voices because I, I do something similar. Is like those trusted voices are not just like random people, but it's yeah. part of that trust is that they are also in communion mm-hmm. with God and that um, they have your best spiritual thoughts at heart. Yeah. Those are voices that are going to say things that you don't want to hear. They're going to say, yeah, um, here's what I see. And they're going to love you regardless if you go that way or not. Yeah. And, um, and to ha- I think to have that, that piece of community around you. Yeah. I think, I think it helps us communicate with God better, mm-hmm. um, and not just get into our own little blindered box. Um, so yeah, thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Final question. So one of our values at Sojourn is this idea that um, fun is a spiritual act. So that when God created everything, you know, um, that it was good. And you know, that we were meant to live life and live it fully. Um, And so having fun, enjoying life, enjoying creation, like is a spiritual act of worship. And so my question to you guys is, what is something that you do for fun?
3: Yeah, our family, just quality time together. And that comes in a lot of different ways Uh, annually. um, Every uh, May when my season's over, we take a a family trip. And over the last five years, it's been to Hawaii. It's a place that we all enjoy the beach and the sun and the pace of Hawaii. And so it's just a really, really fun and special time for us. Um, We weave in fun fun. Traditions. Um, every time we play down in the UCLA-USC trip, um, the girls come and, and get to be a part of it and go to Disneyland. Mm. During the NCAA tournaments, um, they get to fly to the different locations and come be a part of March Madness. Um, and so we have some little traditions throughout the year like that, um, that are just really fun and special to our family.
2: Yeah. And Mark and I, we enjoy just hanging out. So yep. whether that be on the front porch in our Rocky chairs this morning, he went and grabbed a coffee. And so we sat up there and talked and we just enjoy each other yeah i'm really a fun person to be around yes well, i mean going back yes. to your question about you know yeah so that helps so him you just, just are the i fun. am fun. yeah yes you know? and
3: i so. agree with that according to you <laughs> <laughs>
2: um I and mean, even that you know obviously people might look oh yeah trip to hawaii you know mm-hmm. of course just you can't have fun uh, but even going way down yeah. to we just enjoy you know going on a little drive and hanging out or you know sitting out we love sitting out in the uh, creating a fire by the fire pit at night and just catching up and chatting and doing that kind of stuff. And then of course we'll do fun little things with the girls, you know, because it is important to create quality time with his job.
1: Well, and you were, I mean, a little facetiously saying that you are fun, but I do think that is something that you do really well is find the fun in the mundane. Um, and it's something that you've done my whole life. I do think, um, you are very good at that. Well, thanks,
2: Liz. Yeah.
3: Don't give her, don't blow her up. <laughs> Jeez. Her head's big enough.
2: And well, that, you know, to be honest, him, you got to temper it, right? I, him joking. And I think that's one of the reasons why we do enjoy each other yeah. is that it Don't doesn't mean we don't get into arguments or we don't agree. And we definitely don't agree on everything and, and those types of things. Yeah, like he doesn't agree how fun you are. Is, those are the types of things we don't agree on. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice to have another family member here. Um, (laughs) but I think that's, that's part of it is of course, you're going to have ups and downs and disagreements, but 99% of the time we do enjoy having fun and cracking jokes with each other. And, you know, those kinds of things are what creates just the, a fun, you know, environment when life is, is tough and difficult and, you know, it's fun to know that we can enjoy each other.
1: Yeah well that's awesome well thank you guys for taking the time i know that uh this is a busy season for both of you but uh yeah i appreciate the conversation and um yeah i don't know any other bombs of wisdom you want to drop before we uh, sign off
3: no what was the very original question um it was yeah yeah, discovering god's
1: dream for your life so what does that mean what does that mean to you that's what it was Yeah.
3: yeah I just encourage anybody that's listening to really, uh, listen to their heart and chase their passions, um, and, and, uh, do so while, you know, aligning, um, with his will and the doors that will open, uh, will be beyond your wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll go on a journey that you, um, obviously you're supposed to plan. It will be way different than that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but to chase it and work really hard and um, it'll be amazing to see how it all unfolds.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Okay. Thanks, Len. See you in. I hope you enjoyed episode two of Life in Progress. A big thank you to Ashley and Mark Campbell for an all-around fun conversation. And thank you to Maylee, McKay, and Charlie Blue for letting us have the space and time to have that conversation. As always, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, corrections, whatever, please don't hesitate to reach out. Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, all the things. Join us again in two weeks for another great conversation. Thanks. Bye.